All right. So there's an excellent resource uh, online, Shirim of Rabbi Meir Ashkenazi. Fantastic. Um, and I learned so much from them, and I'll share with you a few uh, amazing things that uh, about the laws of Abdullah that uh, never heard before, and uh, share them with you. Um, so we're going to discuss two things tonight. First of all, the laws of of davening Mayrib and the ending of Shabbos, and the laws about women and the, um, the obligation of women to hear Abdullah or not. So, or maybe. Huh? Or maybe. Or maybe. So first of all, the laws of the end of Shabbos. We make Abdullah, we, sorry, we daven Mayrib at a later time than we do throughout the week on Saturday night. Why do we daven Mayrib later? So, the simple reason you might think is because it's a mitzvah to add Michael al-Kaidish. You're supposed to add more time from a time when it's not Shabbos to Shabbos. And therefore, you're not allowed to work. You're not allowed to go immediately after Shabbos is over to go back to work. You have to add a little bit of time. So perhaps that's the reason why we um, delay davening Mayrev. Yes. Could possibly be a reason that we want to be really sure that we're not going to leave Shabbos too soon. Oh, that's that. Okay, we're heading there soon. We're heading there soon. Very, very good point. So, um, so the obligation, according to Rabbi Chaim Noah, uh, to add Mikhail Kesh, how much time you have to add from not holy time to holy time before Shabbos and after Shabbos? You have to have at a minimum of four minutes before Shabbos. In other words, besides. The 18 minutes um, we have before uh, sundown, we light Shabbos candles. 14 minutes into those 18 minutes, you should already accept Shabbos. You shouldn't wait till the last minute, last second of 18 minutes. There's a biblical obligation to add at least four minutes before uh, before Shkia. Because you're supposed to add Mechel HaKadosh. In a similar way, after Shabbos, you also have to add at least four minutes. But we, um, that's only the obligation of working. The obligation of davening doesn't work in a similar way to the obligation of davening. For example, on Friday evening, let's say you didn't daven mincha before Shkia, the Altar of says you're allowed to daven mincha b'dayevid until Tzeskachav, until nightfall you could daven. So that means there's a time when you're biblically forbidden to work, minatoy you're not to work, and yet you're still able to daven mincha. So we see the time of davening doesn't work in a similar way to the time of, uh, of working. So... So although you're allowed to daven mincha after you're, you're forbidden to work, uh, although you're forbidden to work, you're still allowed to daven mincha. In a similar way, it would seem that we should be able to daven mairev earlier, although we are still forbidden to work, and especially consider the fact that when do you say baruch ha-mavda? When do you officially end Shabbos, the middle of mairev? You officially end, ma- end Shabbos in the middle of the bracha of Atachan Antanu, when you say the bracha of Abdallah in mairev, in, or the bracha, the words of baruch ha-mavda in Atachan Antanu. So if you start in Mayra four minutes before, and you finish, you got it up to that part of Atachan Antonu, so you, you will be able to say Atachan Antonu and Baruch HaMavdil after the time of, um, of, of the taste of Shabbos, after the time when you're supposed to add to Shabbos. So, um, so, so the real reason, the Alter says, why we delay davening Mayra is because, um, not because it's of the oblig- obligation to add to um, the time that we're forbidden to work, rather it's a custom. We don't want to do anything at all connected to the days of the week until um, 
until Shabbos is until not just Shabbos is over, until the taste of the Shabbos is over, until the time when they were adding to Shabbos is also over. And therefore we delay might have later than any other day of the week because we want to we don't want to go back to anything connected to the mundane. And the Rebbe Hashab once said about people who fold their talis during during Beit Mecha. He said, I don't like he, he says he doesn't like the custom people who fold their talis during Beit Mecha. Why not? The whole world folds their talis during Beit Mecha because he said that the idea is that you shouldn't run back to the mundane. You're folding your talis during Beit Mecha like you're, you're ending Shabbos like let things go a little bit. Don't, 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 don't rush back to, to the weekday as Beryl was saying before. And there's actually two other things we do um, to, um, to delay going back to the mundane. One thing we do besides delaying the time for Meirev later than all the days of the week, is besides that we also daven Meirev for a longer amount of time. It's supposed to say, supposed to have Meirev on, on Motei Shabbos, Ben Imus, Barichas. What? Beit Mechal, don't you say Beit Way after? So even Beit way after, you shouldn't, don't follow your towels during Beit Mechal. During Beit Mechal. During Beit Mechal. Before. Before, it sounds, it sounds like, no. That's right. It sounds, it sounds like you shouldn't follow your towels till after Beit Mechal. Not, not, that's what it sounds like. I know that's Avdala. And yet, and Avdala is at home. And yet, he didn't let people follow your towels during Beit Mechal, which is because of this, this, this okay. concern. So, um, hold on to Shabbos longer. Why let go? Okay, getting, so, although it's not necessarily, uh, we don't see by our vein that they dive in for a longer amount of time on Saturday night. However, it's possible that the reason they didn't is because our time for Mayrib anyways, the time in the calendar for davening Mayrib is way after the um, time of taste of Shabbos. And therefore, it's possible that's why there is no additional obligation to daven Mayrib longer. However, the in, in, the, in the spirit of why you're supposed to have Meir longer, because you're supposed to hold on to Shabbos, it seems that you shouldn't, the second Shabbos is over, people will jump up, like, you know, like, like, like if they're taxi drivers, and they have to, like, right away get another, another, another drive. It doesn't seem that's the right thing to do. And also, there's a third thing that we do to add to Shabbos. The third thing is, we have the prayer we say on Saturday night after Meir, the prayer of Yinoyam, the prayer of Atakadosh. That prayer is a blessing for days of the week, and that's why we don't say this prayer when there's some kind of holiday during the week. And this prayer actually was first said of Meishu Rabbeinu. When did Meishu say this prayer of Hinoyam? He said the prayer of Hinoyam on the day the Mishkan was built. When was the Mishkan built? On Rosh Chodesh Nisan, the Mishkan was erected on a Sunday. So as we're beginning to go build our home for Hashem throughout the week, we begin by giving a blessing to the, whatever we do, the Shekhinah, the God's presence should be manifest in what we're doing. And therefore we start off the um, days of the week with a blessing, the blessing of Moshe, being a blessed Jewish people originally, and we, in order to bring the Kedush of Hashem even more, we say the chapter of Yeshe B'Seser, and we, which has 130 words. Why is that 130 words significant? So the name of Hashem, Yudke Vavke, is numerically equivalent to 26. But if you spell out Hashem's name, each letter you spell out in what's called Shem Havaya Merubah, Shem Havaya Squared, which means you spell Hashem's name as Yud and Vav and Dalet, and Hey and Hey and Yud. If you spell it out that way, it equals up to 130. And that's why we repeat the last verse of Yeshiva Seser in order to get up to 130, because you want to have 130 words to bring down the full light of Hashem's holiness for whatever we're going to do during the week. By the way, the Bahag says, that if you daven, if you go slow, Amatzi Shabbos, go slow, he says you're going to be protected throughout the week. So it's worth it. Go slow, Amatzi Shabbos. And also, the reason we have this prayer of Inayim and Atta Kaddish, which is longer than just bringing, it, the amount of prayers needed, let's say, to bring the holiness of Hashem and our activities throughout the week would have been a lot less had there not been another concern. 
The reason why they're specifically long prayers, the Hinoyim Atakadish, which is also about the Shekhinah resting upon the Jewish people, you holy one, you sit, you rest upon our, you rest upon us. Why is it longer? It says in, it says in the Shulchan Aruch because the, the, there's an announcement made by the angel in, in charge of all the souls. Guys, go back, go to hell. So we, want, we don't want that to happen. We want it to happen as late as possible. And they don't get make an announcement until the last group of Jews um, goes and finishes their arrangements they do on Saturday night. So we are very lucky to have a Reber instituted seven minute more uh, uh, davening at the Meyer delayed. So we are, I think, the la- we qualify the last. Okay. <laughs> so, but you should know it's a big thing. It, it brings a bracha for the whole week, as the Bahak says, and it and it delay not just for us, but a delay. It says the, the mouth does not make the announcement until the last group of Jews get uh, finishes their what they do on Matzah Shabbos. So, so, so we have a huge chus that we are the last group. As far as I know, unless there's somebody in the town people in this town. Okay. Um, now, um, so that's as far as, as Saturday night, as Meir. Now let's go to Havdol. The, um, the uh, women, in general, there's a question whether women say Havdalah or not. According to the Rambam, the reason we say Havdalah is a biblical obligation. Just like you're supposed to remember Shabbos when Shabbos comes in, it also is to remember Shabbos and Shabbos goes out. And therefore, there's a biblical obligation to Yavdala. And this biblical obligation applies to women as well. Although it's a time-related thing. And usually all time-related things, women aren't obligated to keep. However, regarding the laws of Shabbos, they are. Why, they, why are they? Because the Torah gives us two commandments about keeping Shabbos. One is remember Shabbos in the positive, And one is Shomer, refrain from violating the Shabbos. So since the Torah says, Zachar and Shomer, so we learned that whoever is obligated to refrain from working on Shabbos, which is women as well, they're also obligated in all the time-related concerns of Shabbos, remembering Shabbos. And therefore, women are also obligated to the Rambam and Abdullah. That's if you say Abdullah is a biblical commandment to praise Hashem uh, for Shabbos. There's another interpretation of what Abdullah is about. Abdullah is not about remembering Shabbos, it's not about praising Hashem for Shabbos. You don't touch about praising Hashem when Shabbos comes in and praising Hashem when Shabbos goes out. Rather, the purpose of Havdalah instead is about allowing us to work. It's about making a separation, making a divider between Shabbos and days of the week. According to that interpretation of what Havdalah is, it's only a rabbinical obligation. So some say, well, it's still Shabbos related and women are obligated in whatever has to do with Shabbos. And therefore, they, they maintain that women are obligated to hear Abdullah as well. Other opinion is that this rabbinical obligation is only for men, and women aren't obligated to hear Abdullah. But can they make Abdullah, or can they not make Abdullah? According to the Rebbe, since there's an argument whether or not women are obligated or not, what do we usually say? If there's a doubt, you should say a bracha or not. What do we say to Abdullah? If there's a doubt, you should say a bracha or not. You don't say it. So, so therefore, the Ramah says, a woman is not allowed to make Abdullah. She can't make Havdalah because there's an argument whether she's obligated to say Havdalah. And therefore a man can't say Havdalah in order for a woman to hear Havdalah because if he heard Havdalah himself already, he could make Kiddush for her she's obligated to hear Kiddush. But he can't make Havdalah for her because there's a question whether or not she's obligated to hear Havdalah. So by the same token, says there are much, she can't make Havdalah herself either. Since there's a question if she's obligated to say Havdalah, so she can't say that brach of Havdalah because there's a question. If your children are at home, your children need to have Dalla, you could say Abdullah, because they have a rabbinical obligation to have Dalla. But your wife, since she doesn't have, or a woman, any other woman, she's not obligated. There's a question if she's obligated. You can't say a bracha on, the, on, on, a, on a doubt. So how, but the Altarabah disagrees. Altarabah says that a woman could say Abdullah. 
and they're obligated to say Avdallah, he, he maintains that the main opinion is that there, there is a rabbinical obligation to, for a woman to say Avdallah as well, and therefore they are obligated to say Avdallah. But should they say Avdallah themselves, or should they be Yoytze Avdallah? And why, are they, why could they say the bracha if there's a question if they're obligated or not? And the answer is, we find by other mitzvahs as well that women aren't obligated to do, like the mitzvah of Shefer, the mitzvah of Lulav, the mitzvah of Sukkah, they're all time-related mitzvahs that women are not obligated to keep, and yet they make the bracha. Why can't they say the bracha? So there's two reasons out there ever said a woman can say the bracha. God has sanctified us with his commandments and commanded us to the mitzvah of lulav. Well, there's no obligation for them to keep the mitzvah of lulav. It's a, rabbinical, it's a time-related mitzvah. How can they say the bracha? So there's two reasons. One reason the author says is because they're saying Hashem commanded us in the plural, the royal we, not just the men, not just the women, but also the men. They're, they're saying Hashem commanded the Jewish people. Another reason the author says is because women also get rewarded for keeping time-related mitzvahs. And since they get rewarded for keeping time-related mitzvahs, since they have a reward, therefore they are able to um, say that Hashem has sanctified us with His commandments and commanded us. But the problem is like this. The Ramah himself, who says that women cannot say Havdalah, agrees that they could say the bracha on the Lovanesek, they could say a bracha on Sukkah, so why is Havdalah different? So, one explanation that's given is like this. The Magan Avram explains that it could be, according to the Ramah, they're only allowed to say a bracha on a mitzvah that's time-related that has some action involved. But if the mitzvah has no action involved, but it's a mitzvah just in speech, they cannot say a bracha. So since Havdalah is only a speech mitzvah, so therefore, it would follow that women cannot say a bracha on Havdalah. Uh, I'm wondering, according to Alter Rebbe, based on this, if they could say a bracha on Sfirah Sa'emer, because Sfirah Sa'emer is a speech-related mitzvah. And according to this logic, if they could say Havdalah, maybe they could also say a bracha on, um, on Sfirah Sa'emer. Um, it seems, and the custom is, I think, that, it seems like according to this, they could say a bracha on Sfirah Sa'emer. Uh, that's what it would seem. I know that women uh, do make a bracha on Sfirah Sa'emer. Okay. So, a woman could say the bracha of Avdallah, according to Al-Tarebbe, we've explained why. The question, though, is, um, is it good for her to say Avdallah herself, or should she try to, to, to be Yitzhah Avdallah? So, according to, and should she say Avdallah on wine? So, we, the custom is, on Kiddush, we usually um, give the Kiddush wine out. It's considered a preferable to drink from the wine of Kiddush. Avdallah is no custom to drink from the wine of Avdallah. Why is there no custom to drink, drink from the wine of Avdallah? So one explanation is, is because since Havdalah is about bringing out the Shabbos, or, or scoring the Shabbos, and it reminds us of the sin of the tree of knowledge, which caused the light of the world to uh, be dimmed, and therefore, since uh, Chava had some share in this, and Chava gave Adam, she gave him a cup of wine, because some opinions are that, that, that the, the, the tree of knowledge was a grape, and she served Adam in a cup, and therefore she should not make Abdullah on wine. Or, um, and, and, that, and because a woman doesn't drink from the Abdullah, therefore no one drinks from Abdullah, therefore the custom is that no one drinks from the wine of Abdullah. But she could make Abdullah um, on coffee, as Rebbe Hashem made Abdullah on coffee, and al Rebbe, uh, it says that his last uh, Abdullah was also on coffee, but it shouldn't be coffee which is too hot, because then you, there's a question about drinking the coffee in, in, in sufficient amount of time that you need to fulfill the mitzvah of drinking uh, the wine or the coffee uh, for Abdullah. The bracha, according to Ramah, she, she can't make the bracha herself. But according to Alter Rebbe, and Abdullah are in the same category. And as we learned last week, since it's better 
for those who are listening to adults, make the bracha themselves on Bayer Ish and Psamim. So women, for sure, according to everyone, can say the bracha on Psamim because what's Psamim about? Reviving yourself after losing the extra soul you got on Shabbos. Who gets an extra soul on Shabbos? There are many interpretations of what the extra soul is. One interpretation of the extra soul is additional excitement to serve Hashem beyond logic and reason. Another interpretation of the extra soul is the peace you feel on Shabbos. You're able to totally detach and not think about your work. You're able to. On Shabbos, it says that Ashba, that's a gift that God gives us on Shabbos. It's supernatural. We're able to totally detach. A woman experience that as well. And therefore, for sure, they're obligated to um, make the bracha on the psalm. And according to Alter Rebbe, not according to Ramon, no, but according to Alter Rebbe, since they're able to make a bracha on Havdalah, they're obligated to hear Havdalah. Therefore, they're also able, also obligated, and they should say their own bracha on Beirei um, Ma'erei Ha'esh. Okay. Uh, any questions? All right. Reis Shakayach.